Allison, I live in Southern California and I think we're notorious for just horrible drivers. Like people are either going way too slow, way too fast, looking at the phone, not going on green lights. It's a thing. One of my pet peeves is when you're making a right turn, you need to get as far to the right as you can before you make a right turn, right? You need to be close to the curb. You don't make the right turn from the middle of the lane. You make the right turn closer to the curb because if not, you're slowing down the middle of the lane, blocking everyone else who's trying to go straight. So I'm pulling up to this turn. I always make when I'm headed home and the car in front of me is in the middle of the lane. Like they're far over. So I'm like, oh, it's a one lane road. They must be going straight. So I pull over as I'm doing and get ready to make a right turn. And then they throw on their turn signal at the last minute and just make a right turn. Like I'm almost on the side of them and they decide, oh, I'm making a right turn. And so obviously I have to honk my horn because I'm like, what are you doing? Like you almost hit me. They don't react, but they keep driving. And through the window, I see a tiny hand that I can only assume is a child's hand from the backseat of the car. They raise their hand up and they flip me off. <laughs> Hey, this is Chris. And this is Allison, and you're listening to This Is Awkward. And I don't know if that's a parenting win or a parenting fail. <laughs> because I was like, you is that, know is that a baby's the hand? parent in that car was cussing up a storm or complaining about you. And that child has seen that hand signal before. Those parents have road rage. And I, I part of me wants to believe it's just a person with a small hand. No. I don't want to believe that it was like a toddler in the back seat <laughs> flipping me off, but the hand was very small. It was a tiny little hand. And here's the thing, it could have been just a raised hand, but it looked, it looked like a middle finger. I couldn't, I, if, if I was pretty sure through their tenant window, I was seeing a middle finger flash well, up and in the back of that car. This is a middle finger situation here. This is a, that you went into their lane. Like, were you, I'm so confused. I think you're at fault here. No. Hold on. Okay. See, like, you were looking at me like, I, I, what are you talking about, Chris? Yes. Because here's my question. You're driving on the road. They're in front of you in the lane. Yes. And mm-hmm. you went off the side of the road onto the shoulder to turn right. Like, how are well, your lanes thing. large enough for two California cars? streets are different. I know in Texas, you just got ditches and grass and fields on the side of your roads. What do you but have? Imagine, it's like this. Most of our streets, imagine it's just a road, a paved street. And then mm-hmm. on the edges of every street, there's a curb and a sidewalk where people walk, right? Yeah. And typically, you know, there'd be a car. There's enough room where a car could be parked next to the curb and the cars could drive by them. Like that. So it's wide oh, enough for see. two cars to have passed each other because okay. you got to leave room for parked cars on the street. Okay. So what happened was they gave no indication that they were turning, mm-hmm. no turn signal, nothing. They're just going straight and they were going slower than they should have, but not so slow as I thought they were going to stop. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm turning right. We're basically at the, t- we're literally almost at the turn. So when I'm close to making the right turn, I pull over toward that space as long I as there's see. no car park so there people can and pass make the you. turn. Yeah, so because I'm slowing down to turn so people can keep going straight past me. So I okay. assume they were going straight. I, I want to say you're in the right here now, but it all Thank depends you. on this one thing. Nope, this one okay. thing. All right, okay. okay. On this street, were there painted lines and were you outside of the line? What do you mean painted lines? Painted lines showing like this is the street. Like here's, this is the painted line, like the white line and the yellow line. Right. The yellow uh, lines okay. on the left. Was there a painted white line 
and you drove outside of the line or was it just empty? Is it just clear? It's empty. Our residential streets out here, there's just the middle, there's that yellow oh, or white middle okay. line. And then there's no line on your right side. It's all, okay. just, you know, there's just the curve there is, the, is the line. You Thank should have flipped off the toddler. <laughs> <laughs> that I toddler I deserved it. <laughs> I should have drove, sped up, got on the side, reached in the window, stolen their goldfish and just threw it on the street. And drove there you away. Go. That's what I should have done. Absolutely. That would have been uncomfortable. That would have been weird. You probably could have ended up in some sort of weird fight or, you know, abuse, abuse situation, which is what we don't want. But no, I've never I can I can honestly say I've never had like a, a child flip me off from a car. So congrats. Oh, thank you. It's something I can check off my my life bucket list that being flipped off by exactly. a toddler is now on that list. And I'm not a road rage person. Like I get angry, mm-hmm. I get irritated, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not angrily honking down the street. I'm not I'm never flipping anybody off. I'm not doing that because people right. are crazy. I don't know what they got in their car. Um yeah. but this was so surprising that I was like, I don't know if I should be angry or if I should just laugh. I don't know what, what reaction I should have right now, but I just let it go. And I was like, whatever. They'll they'll, well, they'll live their lives. I'll probably never see them again. No, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, you know, it was awkward. It was interesting. Hopefully you'll never experience that again. And (laughs) that's what we do here, though, is we talk about awkward situations, specifically your awkward money situations. So that way we can help you navigate them without losing your friends, your families or your toddlers in the process. (laughs) Please keep your toddlers. Because I will call Child Protective Services on you and have your kid taken away. They flip me off again. But, you know, wow. we love sharing. <laughs> we love sharing our awkward stories here. But we also love hearing from all of you who send in your stories. And that's what makes this show great. It helps us kind of just sit and look at all the awkward stuff we're all dealing with. Mm-hmm. And today's awkward story is a good one. Let's just say it's about making a decision for what you should do when your parent needs financial help and you're the person they want to go to for help. Oh yeah. I, I, this is, this is a good one. It came from one of our patrons. Uh, so we're going to hop into that, but we're going to take a quick break, but I've skipped over the notes because before we take a quick break, we got to talk to you about our Patreon where we add a little more awkwardness to your month with a couple extra bonus episodes. We can dive into all the things that that's where we dive into what we're loving. We dive into some other randomness that just happens. Other awkward stories that listeners submit that don't make it onto the main feed. It's just a place where we can connect, join together, have a good time and just uh, you know, be awkward and just share this crazy stuff that happens to us all. Exactly. And you'll get, what is it? Two extra bonus episodes a month. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. join us live for recordings and Patreon has this new thing where you can try it out for free for seven days. Oh yeah, that's is right. That how it works. Try it out for free for seven days. And if you like it, great. You can join us in the This Is Awkward Patreon group. And if not, that's fine. You can uh, judge us and move on with your life. You can flip us off and drive away. You can, there we go. <laughs> that's what you feel like. <laughs> I love it. Well, you can join us by going to patreon.com slash This Is Awkward Podcast or just click the link in our show notes and you can get more information and sign up there. Yeah, so now we're going to take our real break and we'll get back and we'll hop into today's awkward situation. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. 
Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. All right, we are back from the break. Allison, why don't you take us into today's awkward story? Of course. So this one was actually given to us, sent in to us from Scroggy Mama. She found it online. So it's not her situation, but it's one I think that a lot of people can relate to. Here's what this says. My mom is the best mom in the world, but she is in some serious credit card debt, about $50,000. She's been trying steadily to dig herself out and has borrowed money from me in the past, $3,000, but has been unable to pay it back due to the high interest rates on the cards. She's hoping to wipe out four of these cards with money I can lend her, but I'm nervous. I have it, but I'm looking to move out into a big city and I'm nervous that I might need it at at some point. I do anything for her, but she has a history of not being super financially savvy despite her best efforts. If you have any advice on what to do on my end to loan it or not, or have any advice about relieving credit card debt, please share it. I would be immensely grateful. Oh, this is a good one. I'm, I'm happy Scroggy put this one in the uh, in the Discord. And also, just mm-hmm. as a heads up, that's one of the benefits our patrons get. They can drop in yes. suggestions to us in Discord, and we'll we'll bring it up in a future episode. We will. The first thing that popped into my mind is like it is painful to like watch someone suffer. Like like they need help. You want to help them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're conflicted because you're like, well, I kind of need I kind of need this money. I, I I need this to take care of the stuff I need to take care of. But I yeah. really see this person struggling and I want to help. And that can, that's such a like conflicting emotion to have, especially when someone that you really care about. You, you don't want to mm-hmm. see them suffering. Yes. And it's also this conflicting emotion, I think, with this mother-child relationship where they might feel like they have to loan the money to their mom because it's their mom. And that person cared for them for however many years of their life. So you feel like you almost owe it to them. But it's also yeah, like flipping yeah. the traditional parent-child relationship role, which can be just make you feel really weird and bring up all of these emotions. So I understand Mm. why this person is conflicted. Like 100%. I also understand why this person is very hesitant because she said, I've lent money to my mom before and have not ever received it back. That's the thing. When someone's dealing with like debt like this, right? And you've seen them... Mm just kind of not do the right things, right? They, they kind of keep putting themselves back in the same situation. Like it's hard to be like, I'm going to give them some of my hard earned money that I've worked really hard to kind of save up and I've done the right mm-hmm. things and I'm going to hand this money off to someone. And then there's a good chance that they're just going to like blow it. Like they're going to pay off this debt, but then immediately pull that credit card out again. And when mm-hmm. you kind of lose trust for someone to do the right thing, it's, I think it makes it even harder to want to help them. Cause like you still can't yeah. like you, just because someone makes bad decisions doesn't mean you, you care about them less, you, right, but you just right. like, I, I just don't want to be involved in this. Right. Like I don't, don't, don't loop me in in these bad decision-making <laughs> things. You're exactly. doing because I, Cause I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. You're like seeing this pattern, this repeating pattern. Right. And I think that that's where the writer is concerned is seeing this pattern repeat over time. And I want to talk, you, you said that the fear is that they take this money, pay it off, and then they just rack the debt back up. I think that that's one of the things when it comes to people saying like, oh, let me take out a loan against my 401k to pay off this credit card Mm -hmm. debt, or let me refinance my house and take the equity out of my house and pay off this debt. It's, it's like this quick fix that is a fix, right? It is a solution, but what happens is they're not actually changing the, the patterns, the spending patterns 
or challenging their discipline. And so unfortunately, what ends up happening sometimes, not all the time, is they end up with that lower credit card balance. And then guess what? I have more, I have more options. I have all this credit limit and they slowly find themselves back to where they were before. Um, I know someone who's received an inheritance, paid off their debt and, you know, or significant portion of their credit card debt, and then got back into the same amount of credit card debt because Mm -hmm. the paying off the debt didn't fix the problem. The problem was their habits, their spending, their patterns, their discipline or lack thereof. So I, I completely understand this person's hesitation because if she hands over the money to pay off four of her credit cards, the money that she probably needs to relocate to a different city, it, it's that quick fix. It's that Band-Aid. And there's yeah. a chance that her mom could end up in the same exact position in two to three years. Exactly. Because it's it's... Like you said, when you don't change any of your habits, right? Like just getting rid of it. Your problem wasn't that you were like, okay, I I had a moment of weakness and I spent all this money and it's completely out of, out of character. I don't normally do this, but I had right. an emergency. I had these things. Like sometimes it does happen. It's like a one-time thing. But but a lot of us, I've been there too, where it's like, you just spend money. Like you're just, you, you know you shouldn't, but you just do it anyways. And next yep. thing you know, it's kind of gotten out of control. And it's kind of hard. I mean, it's hard for that person asking for help because I'm sure they're embarrassed. But at the same mm-hmm. time, hopefully they're understanding as to why someone would be hesitant to help them out, uh, mm-hmm. given what's going on. Because it's like it's so easy to fall back into these habits. It kind of reminds me of like you see these like check cashing places, especially like mm. in, in lower income neighborhoods. Like where I grew up, I would see like you know, just check cashing places, liquor stores all over the place. And it's like they're just like preying on the situation mm-hmm. that people find themselves in where either, yeah. you know, they're, they're struggling each month to make ends meet just because they don't have enough money and bills are getting higher or, you know, they kind of f- fall into this loop, this trap of, mm-hmm. well, okay, I want to do these things. I want, I really enjoy these things. I want to do these things for myself. And the only way I can do it is kind of just, you know, I just need a little extra money. And you kind of like, you go pay this high interest rate, mm-hmm. get a little bit of money. It causes you to go back again. And you can, it forces you into yeah. this loop of paying all this interest, needing money to pay off the money you already borrowed. And it kind of just cycles out of control. Um, it's and like a, it's, cut. it's a really scary tornado, like a cyclone <laughs> that's coming yes. into your life. It's like Hurricane Harvey. You see Hurricane Harvey when it hit Houston. This it, it wasn't that the hurricane was this strong force. The issue was that it kept circling over Houston. It never moved mm. past the city. So it just kept circling and circling and circling and dumping water and tornadoes and everything everywhere. Um, and it was just following this repeated pattern of circling around the same city. That's like this kind of sort of maybe no, a little bit. Yeah. I love that. You're stuck in that okay. cycle. You can't get out. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. And so I want to know though, Chris, what okay. do you think she should do? Do you think Ooh. she should lend the money to her mom or like just yes or no? Oh, man. See, <laughs> I want to give a yes or no answer, but then I'm like, but, but this is so much too. This is so complicated. I would say, cause they didn't say how much money the person needed. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to give them the full $50,000. I don't think that's what they're saying. Like, I don't think so them- either because okay. she said she's hoping to wipe out four of the credit cards with okay. the money. So I think she has more than four credit cards. Got it. So we don't know exactly how much that would be, but it sounds like it's probably going to be a considerable amount mm-hmm. of money. Let's just say, oh, probably over, let's say $10,000, probably in that, in that mm-hmm. ballpark around there. Okay. My reaction would be, do, do not do this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. do not give them all that money. 
what I would do is if this person, like if it was my mom and she was struggling in this situation, I would be like, I can help you with some of like your day to day stuff. Like if you need groceries, let me help you out with that. If you're going to get evicted and maybe need a little help with like your rent or your mortgage right now, I can help you on those terms, but not on this <laughs> grand scale. If you're going to be homeless, I guess I can help you, mom. <laughs> no, not like, I, golly, not mama like Browning. <laughs> She basically Chris is going to let his mom get to the point where she's about to be evicted. You just said it. No, I said you're about to be evicted. I guess I'll help you. Not as that. Okay. okay, I'll help you pay off some of that debt to the landlord. I guess it's either that or the streets. (laughs) Look, hey, you made choices, mom. No, so it's more so. I'm going to help you, my my family not not go hungry and not be homeless, but I'm not going to pay off like large chunks of their debt. That, that would be kind of right. a deal I could strike. But I would need them to, to handle some other thing. I need them to make some changes on their end. Like I, I need some mm-hmm. other reassurance that they're working on some other stuff because I'm I'm not in the business of taking on dependents. Like I'm not I'm not trying to support another adult. So <laughs> especially <I'm, laughs> dependents that are older than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And are so supposed like, to be want- independent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't dependent, but yeah, like I'm, I'm okay with helping family, but I'm not mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I don't want this to be like a thing where this is just what I do now. Like all, mm-hmm. like I'm constantly now helping this person out because it is, it is going to eventually start to impact your life and your finances. Yes. And it's a lot harder for you to, to do the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. What okay. about you? How do you feel about this? What, what are your thoughts? I think that she should not give her a significant amount of money. Um, she said in her, in her letter, she said, I'm nervous. I have it, but I'm looking to move into a big city and I'm nervous. I might need it at some point. Um, yes, she is going to need it at some point. I don't think that she should drain her emergency fund for this. What I think would be a very like generous offer here would be to say like, mom, which credit card has the lowest balance? I will happily pay that off for you so you can free up that minimum payment every month and then move forward from there. And now you have this freed up minimum payment and you can, you know, go ahead and take that and roll it into your next debt that you're focusing on. So maybe the lowest card is $1,000. Maybe there's a $1,000 balance on it. Say like, okay, I'll pay off your lowest one to kind of give you um, a little head start on this. And then I would also look into finding ways to connect her with some sort of like nonprofit credit counseling and don't sit there and do it for her, but give her the information and say, hey, let's log into this together and set up a time for you to meet with someone. And then they can help you. These these people can help you that are truly trained at this and know of different programs and options that maybe the person who wrote in doesn't know about. And then they can, she can take it from there because ultimately it is, she has to, the mom has to own it fully, which it sounds like she is. But I think, I think that could be a way to still feel like she's helping her mom, but not to her own detriment when it comes to needing an emergency fund, needing a rainy day fund and putting herself in a situation where she might have to go into credit card debt when she's moving to a higher cost of living area. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I, I like that because there's even something out there called the uh, National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not free, but they can right. kind of help you 
come together with a plan, figure out how to strategize to pay it off the debt and figure out if you need like do some type of consolidation, mm-hmm. uh, what debt you should you focus on, things like that. So I like that. And also I was looking at the description again and it doesn't necessarily say that she's kind of going in and out of debt, like she's paying it off and then going back in. So maybe I don't I don't want to frame it like that if that's not the case with this person. It kind of sounds like she just got herself into $50,000 of credit card debt and the interest is just so high that it's hard mm-hmm. for her to kind of get out of that cycle because it's like, you know, she's probably acu- accumulating like a huge amount of debt or oh gosh, interest I every bet. month, right, on $50,000. So, yeah, yeah in, in this situation, I don't want to categorize it as maybe this person has like a spending problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, your solution, I kind of, I like that idea. Like, let me help you out with something small. Like, I can't take mm-hmm. on all of this, but I can take on a little bit and maybe that'll free up some more cash. That minimum payment's gone for that card. Now you can move it on to something else and, yeah. and move it through there. And I, I think, too, with, like, some outside help, because sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to be, like, the firm person with the rules and, like, telling your yes. parent what to do. Like, that's kind of a hard position to be in because they may or may not even care <laughs> what yeah, you're talking they, about. exactly. Exactly. And so, so I, getting a I third like person that. in can kind of help with that to kind of take some of the pressure off of you to be the one to be mm-hmm. like, you need to make some changes and you need to kind of get your stuff in order here. Exactly. I think ultimately, like there need to be some clear boundaries. You're not her parent. She's yeah. your parent. So there's that dynamic number that like are that dynamic there. And then also just saying like, here's what I'm willing to do. I'll pay off this one credit card for you. I'm willing to do that as long as you sit down with these other people that can offer you more support so that you can get yourself out of that situation. I think kind of framing it like that and then saying like, after, after this, I can't, I can't not, not bail you out, but I, I can't necessarily offer continued support. I think that just being very clear about that in a very kind and gentle way, but very clear, like, not mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll yeah. pay off this credit card for you. And and we'll see how you do, mom. No, because that can, there, if there's any room for that, there could be not that the mom would intentionally, intentionally see it as something different, but if there's any kind of gray there, there could be an mm. unintentional miscommunication that can take place. Yeah, exactly. Like you want to be clear that this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it here, the limits mm-hmm. uh, on what it is that I'm doing. Yes. Um, I have a question for you. Do oh, yeah, you think that someone in this type of situation, they have a lot, they've amassed this credit card debt, they are trying to pay it off. Do you think that whenever they are done, they have actually paid off the credit card that they should close it? What is your belief there? Oh, man. Okay, I'm torn on this because one part of me is like, look, that's going to hurt your credit score if you yes. close out all your credit cards. Like, that could have an impact on that side. But also, the other part of me is like, well, look, you if you if you know you're tempted right like you know mm-hmm. i cannot responsibly handle this credit card i'm going to do this again regardless of the impact on your credit mm-hmm. you you got to get away from that like you got to yeah. take get the thing out of your hands and mm-hmm. stop worrying about it don't use it because it's like you just you 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 have to know yourself right right and sometimes even if there's benefits to keeping it open there's too many negatives associated with it. Like, yeah. There's too much other baggage with that. And you just got to get that away from yourself. Maybe a couple years down the road, you'll feel mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, but it's it's like, like credit cards, are like one of those, I don't want to even call it like a necessary evil, but it's one of those things that, you know, we don't need credit cards, right? Like credit cards don't have to exist. They do. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they did here. it they're for a while. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like for years, yeah. like, they're not even that old. Like they haven't been even been around for that long. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the net 
like the net impact of credit cards is negative <laughs> on the world. Like there's so much good. Like I can buy stuff online. I can not right. worry about fraud as much. Your, I get all these other protections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's all these benefits, but there's a huge downside to the mm-hmm. existence of credit cards that ruined a lot yeah. of people's lives. So yeah, like I almost want to be like, look, you you can worry about your credit a little bit later. Like if you're not buying a house or doing something like if you already mm-hmm. have credit established and you really don't need to do anything right now, get mm-hmm. rid of those things and then just think about it a little bit later. That's that's what I would say. What, what do you, okay, what do you now for about? anyone that's listening, can you explain really briefly why closing a credit card would actually mm-hmm. have a negative impact on your credit score? Because I know that years ago, when I was first learning about money, I figured if I closed a credit card, my credit score would go up because yeah, I would be yeah. like, oh, look, I don't need it. Look how responsible <laughs> I am, right? So can yeah. you explain that for anyone that's listening that's like, wait a minute, what? If I close a credit card, mm-hmm. it can have a negative impact on my credit score. Yeah, there's like, there's like five big categories for mm-hmm. how they calculate your credit score, but there's a two that will be like directly impacted by closing a credit card. So one that makes up about, I think it's like 15% of your credit score is the age of your lines of credit, right? They call it like age of credit, uh, credit history, age, something. There's a bunch of random terms yeah, that you can describe it. But, but essentially what it does, it looks at two things. It looks at, it looks at how old is your oldest line of credit. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the one you opened up when you're 18 and then you've kept it up until now, like that's going to be the the oldest line of credit you have. And the longer that that history gets, the older that line gets, the better it is for your credit score. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is like the average of all of the lines of credit you have, like how old are all those lines averaged out? And when you start closing credit cards, you basically cut off the history on those. So you could be closing the card with the, your oldest history, which would be gone, basically mm-hmm. gone now. And it's going to be after referring to another line of credit and also your basically shortening the average as you start to close these lines of credit because they're no longer going to mm-hmm. extend out that that age. And then the other thing is something called credit mix, which is about 10% of your score. And that one, they look mm-hmm. at, can you manage different types of credit? So one right. is like a revolving debt, which would be credit cards. And then the other mm-hmm. one is installment debt, which would be things like auto loans and mortgages. And they're called installment because you pay them like an installment, like set payments mm-hmm. with revolving. It's right. like a revolving door. You can keep using it and paying it off yes. over and over. And when you don't have one of those or either of them, that can cause an impact to your score. It's minor, mm-hmm. but it can, you know, can dip yes. a little bit like 10%. Like I paid off my car and then I have no more installment mm-hmm. debt now because I don't have a mortgage. Yeah. So my, my credit score took a little bit of a dip. It did recover it eventually, but those mm-hmm. are the areas that it could be impacted by you going through and just like cutting off all those lines yeah. of credit. Yes. And I remember, I remember when I was paying off debt and we had paid off like my student loan for the first time and my credit score went down. I was like... FICO is really confused right now <laughs> because I was like, I'm doing better. So it is, it, exactly. but it is like you said, exactly. it is temporary. It's just a formula is what it is. So, okay. Well, I, I mean, I love, I love your explanation of all of that. I think that people Thank would you. enjoy that. And I think like, I, I love the idea of offering to pay one credit card for the mom and then just setting up with some sort of a solution, nonprofit, counts, credit counseling. Because like you said, you did say that credit cards have ruined a lot of people's lives. And usually it comes down to either a lack of education about the impact that those interest rates can have. And then sometimes it's this like, like a survival is at times if someone Mm. loses their job and they're having to put their food at the grocery store on credit cards and they get into this cycle. So I think that 
by going through it and making sure that she's speaking with someone from a nonprofit, some sort of credit counseling agency. It'll allow her to see her options that maybe she doesn't even know are available, Mm. have education about it. So that way, maybe moving forward, she can make some changes to the way she might be spending or approaching credit cards or credit card debt, and then also have some sort of like walk away with some sort of actual plan. Oh, no, I I really like that idea. I think Mm -hmm. the only thing I would add is there's some caveats to this. If this person is not like in this cycle, right? Like that the hurricane, Allison's example of Hurricane Harvey, like if you're not, if it's not constantly raining debt in your life and you're constantly going in and out of debt, if they're responsible and this was just like a one-off thing and they can still handle types of debt responsibly, then a couple of the solutions might be to uh, one, like a personal loan to kind of consolidate mm-hmm. uh, credit card debt can be helpful if you can still qualify. So that's the thing. Like if you haven't, yeah. your credit hasn't gotten ruined by this situation, then, you know, if it's ruined, then it's not really, that's not really an option for you. But if you still have pretty solid credit, uh, even though you're in this situation, you can get a personal loan sometimes and mm-hmm. either pay off all or a portion of it with a lower, yep. more stable interest rate. It gives you one payment for that chunk instead of having, you know, like eight different minimum payments you're making. So that's one option or something I did. And you have to be really disciplined. Like you have Ooh, to know you're not going to pull this credit about. card out. I, know. I heard someone refer to this as credit card roulette one time. Oh, I, like, I like this word because basically you apply for another. It sounds horrible. That's what you have to be. You have to know yourself. Like do not do this. If you cannot be trusted, please don't follow this advice. If you know yourself, you can't do this. But what you would do is you apply for another credit card that has a oh. 0% balance transfer offer. And you can transfer over, you know, a set amount from a credit card over to this new card. They'll charge you a fee. It's like three to five percent, but it's better than, you know, maybe the 25 percent you're paying on your credit card. Mm -hmm. And then you free up one or two cards. There's no longer minimum payments due on those. And then you can start paying down this new balance while you're not paying any interest. And it makes it so much easier to make progress. Only for a set period of time, not forever. You don't get zero percent interest forever. It's like key point. It's like uh, you can find 12 to 18 months typically mm-hmm. like, like the offers you'll see out there. So you got to be disciplined. And what I would do is I would shift my balance. I would, literally, I had like $20,000, what, $27,000 in credit card debt at one point. And I would literally like shift chunks of those balances from one card to another. So I don't even know how many cards it was at the end. Oh, my god! I probably gosh. did that at least, you know, a couple, like two to three times where it's like, all mm-hmm. right. So this this promo is about to be up. Let's shift some of this debt over here. Yeah. And it really just saved me money and interest. So that way mm-hmm. I can pay it off faster and kind of just get done with it. And you just got to be careful, though. I made sure I didn't reuse those cards mm-hmm. after I had paid them off. I kind of yeah. threw them away to the side and said, here, go sit in this box until I'm, exactly. I'm done with all of this. But and yeah, that's a couple where of options. People, people who do that, that's where they get caught up is they start using the card that they shifted the money from. Yes. They now have all this money. I've actually talked to one of my friends and and he actually wrote about this couple in my book, Money Made Easy. And so he wouldn't mind me sharing this. My friend Marco and his wife, Kendra, he saw credit cards as when they paid down their balance, he saw it as money he had available to him. It's his money. Mm, So like on his Costco card or his Sam's card, if he had a, $5,000 $5,000 limit and he didn't owe anything on it. He saw that as I have $5,000. And I remember uh, sitting at a table yeah. with him and I was like, but you don't, that's not <laughs> your money. And, but it was just the way he had to reframe it because he really thought like, well, no, that's my $5,000. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not your $5,000. So anyway, but okay. Logan says I'm not disciplined, but I'm doing it anyway. I love living on the edge. <laughs> so don't be like Logan. 
Um, but you know, no, yeah, like that's the thing. Like that's the risk you take, right? Is if mm-hmm. you're someone who sees that available room and you're gonna go out and buy something right mm-hmm. away, don't don't do any of that stuff I just said. Ignore Not everything and stick to Allison's plan and go talk to a credit counselor. Yeah. That'll be the, your best path out of this. I agree. I agree. Wow, this was our most educational episode of all time. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at us. It's like we're adulting really well right now. I know. It's so strange. Who are we? Man, you change the, we change the format up and all of a sudden we know what we're I talking know. about sometimes. It's crazy. Well, well we're going to take a... Oh, go, oh, yeah, no, go, you take go ahead. Break, Allison. You don't okay. normally do it, so go ahead. Take it away. Well, we're going to take a really quick break and then we'll be back with our listener shout out. All right, we're back from the break and we're going to dive into the last segment for the day. And this is our listener shout out where we just say, you know, hey, <laughs> to a listener. No, it, we don't just say, <laughs> like hey, way. stop. We don't just say, hey, we say thank you. We say thank you for either writing a review, letting us know that you listen, being part of the Patreon. It's our way of being like, we're here because of you. You help make this show exactly what it is. And we appreciate you. Mm, exactly. Okay. That's much that better was, than just. That was hey. much better. <laughs> it's our way of saying, "Hey, hey, happy so, Friday, happy going? Thursday." <laughs> well, our hey is going out to two people in <laughs> this episode. Uh, so we have two Patreon anniversaries. Both these people will be hitting two years of supporting this is awkward on Patreon and joining us in Discord and online and the bonus episodes and all that stuff. And so, first one goes out to Shirley, aka Labrat, in uh, in Discord. Two years, it should be hitting that on August 6th. And then Scroggy Mama, two years as well. The day after, they joined one day after um, each other uh, on, on August 7th, that she'll be hitting her, her milestone of two years. So, two years, that's a long time to keep listening to us. So we appreciate it. And they're very active. So, thank they you are. for being part of our little Patreon family and joining us live for recordings. And we really appreciate it. Here's the three years. Yeah, exactly. You know, a little, a little bit about each of them. So, surely, I believe we are both in someone else's uh, Patreon. Uh, I believe it is It's a Thing, which is a show we both listen oh. to. I think she also might listen to DTNS, Daily Tech News Show. Or okay. we're, we're both also, I think we're both also uh, patrons over there. So, I always consider her the, the the tech person in our Patreon. I feel like we can have some good tech conversations in there. Okay. We also uh, do a lot of talking in our travel hacking uh, subreddit because we're both, we're both looking at those credit card rewards, which don't do. If you are struggling with debt, do not, not, <laughs> do worth not come it. over and join us there and talk about that. Um, not worth and then it. Scroggy Mama. It's really um, a Scroggy family, right? Like, it's not just it her. Is. It's, it's Scroggy, scroggy Daddy, mama, the Scroggy Baby. Scroggy daddy. Yep. Yep. Scroggy, <laughs> scroggy girl. Grandma sometimes. Yes, Scroggy Grandma. We, she, Scroggy Mama will replay our live recordings up on the TV for the whole family to watch. It's an entire <laughs> encounter. Her husband, Scroggy Daddy, pretends like he's not paying attention, but oh, he's he ends up he ends up watching and having some some witty comebacks. So shout out not just to Scroggy Mama, but to the whole Scroggy family. Scroggy family. She's also our cruise aficionado. At all yes. things cruise, we learn about Scro- mm-hmm. from uh, Scroggy Mama. So thank you exactly. to the two of you for for supporting us and being part of what we do here. Absolutely, and we are actually this is an all call for everyone. We are running low on awkward stories, which I know that the world is not running low on awkward money stories. I mean, if Allison's life is an example, we know awkwardness (laughs) is happening. There's gotta be awkward money stories 
happening right now that you know about, that your friend is going through, maybe something that you can conjure up from your past. But please, we are running low. We want to share your awkward stories. You have really, it's super easy to submit your awkward story. Let's walk through it. First, you go to awkwardpodcast.com. Yes. And then from there, you can either leave a voice recording where you can actually like record and we'll hear your voice or you can type out your story. If that's too much work because you're like, Chrome is crazy, then you can always call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-200-8259 and leave us your awkward story there as well. Perfect. Follow those instructions and you'll be on a future episode of This Is Awkward. And we're going to get out of here. But we announced this last, I guess, at the beginning of the month at this point, that we are now doing four episodes a month. So instead of just being every other week or twice a month, we're doing an extra episode every other week, just making it four weeks in a row. And it is the Ain't No Way segment that has turned into its own thing. Um, so we're going to stop recording right now. We're going to get into recording that one next. That'll be in your feeds in a week. So appreciate you joining us here and we'll talk with you all soon. See you soon.